I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk. The number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. That's right, you guys. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Uh, guys, it is draft night. If you don't know, now you know. Um, of course, of course, you do know this is SmackDown and Rampage post-show. With, of course, your EIC here, Dreon Santana, uh, one half of the most dominating tag team in the women's wrestling talk history, the Shawn Shakers. And of course, I'm not alone here. I got Queen Steph Hardy with me. How are you, Stephanie, on this wonderful Friday? I'm doing fine. And I'm, of course, happy to be with you and get into this draft night. Like, it's so funny because just yesterday I was watching the draft, the NFL draft with my boyfriend. Shout out to him. And he was explaining to me, you know, how it really works and the intricacies of it. Because I had never really seen it before. Um, But it's funny when you watch that and the differences between that and the WWE draft. The WWE draft is a little bit simpler but at the same time it's still very exciting you're watching people's dreams come true you're watching the foundation of this one sport just get shook up and that's exactly what we saw tonight and then we also had rampage which came on a little bit earlier because of you know the other sports is going on Mm -hmm. so it's a pretty good friday you know i'm pumped yeah of course i mean of course like you said rampage did come on earlier than smackdown did so we're gonna flip it because in most cases like this, you know, Rampage comes on after SmackDown and we would still be watching Rampage during the midst of this time. But because Rampage came on earlier, we're going to talk about Rampage first and then we'll dive into SmackDown because there's a lot of things that transpired over there. And we definitely got to get into that. But we're going to start off with Rampage first. And I'm going to let Stephanie go ahead. But my man Jay White is here, but that's what I was on the here for Jay White. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> and yes, of course, for those who are watching on live, for any part that you enjoyed about Rampage tonight and SmackDown, of course, light up our comments and your comments might pop up on the screen. You know, light them up because we want to hear what you guys think about the landscape of wrestling. So 
Yeah, Rampage got started um, really early this afternoon at a special start time. And it started with Bullet Club Gold um, versus Ricky Starks and Sean Spears, the Perfect Ten. And it is so cool to hear Perfect Ten again because I was a fan of Ty Dillinger um, when he was in NXT. And I loved the Ten thing. I wanted great things for the Perfect Ten. And now we have it again. And it's great. And then you have the absolute one, Ricky Starks, there. And they have a pretty good tag team because of their, you know, athletic prowess, you know, combined together. But then you have the history of Bullet Club Gold, and you got Jay White, who, of course, just made his splash in AEW with Juice Robinson. And, of course, they have their chemistry, having been teammates for a longer period of time. So this match was pretty good, even though it was kind of chaotic, you know, with all of the with all of the men fighting each other at the very beginning of it. Um, and then finally it did kind of settle down into a regular tag team rhythm. Jay White was definitely beating beating up on Spears a whole lot, dumping him onto the ring apron. And then um, after a commercial break, it came back with Jay White keeping Sean Spears down with a headlock. And um, Spears finally was able to come out of it with a suplex and tag into Ricky Starks, who just came in, you know, just being his regular impressive self with a Northern Lights driver on Juice Robinson. And he sent Jay White outside. And then... Um, there was just a lot of different action going on here. Um, but then as the match got down to the end, Juice Robinson wound up um, ducking Sean Spears' finisher and tagged out to Jay White. And then Ricky and Juice brawled outside of the ring. And Jay White escaped Sean's grasp in the middle of the ring and turned it into the Blade Runner, which was something I hadn't really seen Jay White really do because I'm not as familiar with Jay White. I've heard his name before, but never really saw him wrestle, wrestle. So forgive me. But seeing him hit that Blade Runner really gave me Bray Wyatt vibes. It looked a lot like the sister Abigail. Um, but you know, that's what he hit um onto Sean Spears in order to win the match. So Ricky's so Ricky Starks and Sean Spears lost. Jay White and Juice Robinson Bullet Club Gold wound up winning. Um, so after the match was over, Starks and Juice proceeded to fight each other a whole lot more. And Ricky tried to go for a spear, but Juice Robinson saw it coming and he, you know, ran away. And Bullet Club Gold proceeded to talk trash to them as they left and walked up to the ramp. So Santana, how did you feel about this match, seeing as you have very strong feelings about Jay White? I mean, <laughs> like I said, I was only here for Jay White, to be honest. Um, anybody who knows me know how I feel about that man. I've met that man before. I've taken Ooh. photos of him. That man is on my wall right here. His, he's literally on my wall here, too. So, like, <laughs> I'm obsessed with Jay White. Um, with this match here, is is I see Jay and Juice Robinson be a monster tag and kind of, you know, do a little bit of a separation of Bullet uh, Club Gold outside of the fact of that other person who shall be continue to be nameless, um, Jay White's impersonator, um, is now running the Bullet Club or whatever he wants to call it over there in New Japan. But um, to see Sean Spears kind of come back and, you know, be back into a little bit of the perfect 10 gimmick that he had in WWE and then team with Ricky Starks, um, especially with the feud that's kind of been heating up over the past, like, month to say, especially between Ricky and Juice and then with JY coming and stuff like that a month ago. And it's crazy that it's been a month since JY's been here. Real crazy. Well, back, I was to say back and actually all elite with AEW and stuff like that too. But with this match here being the opener, I thought it was great. I thought it was a really, really fun match. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did not think that, 
like Bullet Club was going to lose by no means necessary. Um, so I wasn't I wasn't too worried about that, especially with I know a lot of people saying like, oh well, look at this, Jay White is on Rampage now. Who gives a fuck? Everybody's going to Rampage. CM Punk was on Rampage. A lot of people who had made their debuts over here in AEW have ended up on Rampage. So it doesn't mean that it's just like a a bad thing or whatever because a lot of people fades have been wrestling on rampage too so but nonetheless this is a great opener i wish this was me in various different ways i don't think y'all understand uh but wow you know this is a very nice way to pin somebody honestly it should have been me but yeah so shout out to bullet of gold <laughs> for winning the match uh but you know sorry sean Spears. i i i'm sad that's not me but you know Maybe maybe another another time, you know. But you know, Santana, you know who you sound like right now. You sound like Dolph Ziggler every time he was complaining. It should have been me. It should have been me during me, damn it. After like, it should have been me. That's what you me, damn it. I tweeted. I I took that photo and I tweeted earlier uh, on Twitter. I was like, that should have been me. Like this should have been me. You know. Yeah, I got called. I got called a slut because I said that that should have been me, <laughs> but it was well, by my friend. So I'm like, please. Well, so here at, well, here you know on this show, we we won't call you that. I mean, you know, we all have you know our crushes and the things we want, you know. But it's okay. It is okay. But yeah, Bullet Club Gold came out <laughs> with the win. So after that match, we had a backstage segment involving the Hardys. Hello, my brothers. And um, the FCW champion hooked backstage um, with Lexi Nair. And Matt Hardy seemed to be very upset, you know, about the fact that his partner, Isaiah Cassidy from Private Party, was missing. So um, on the screen, um, we got a little bit of an appearance from Lee Moriarty and Stokely, who um, took isaiah cassidy backstage as for as a hostage on the scaffold and told matt that the firm deletion which would um which is going to be taking place next friday on rampage here again at another special time mm -hmm. um that that it should happen on that show but then he said if he agrees then they won't throw isaiah off of the scaffold and then of course as they basically was just like no we're gonna do it we're gonna do it matt was just like okay fine you know we'll do it next week and so um after after um He's after Matt Hardy said that they were going to do it next week. Big Bill still let go of Isaiah Cassidy and dropped him on the ground. And it was just really hard to see because my thing is you're up that high and you're being dropped on the ground by this seven foot tall man. Like Jesus Christ, that, that has to be the creepiest thing ever. And Isaiah Cassidy is someone who's been fighting side by side, you know, with the Hardys and stuff. So the idea that he's just been plopped, of course, gives a disadvantage to the Hardys, but I'm more than sure seeing as this is a firm deletion, you know, match, there's going to be something mystical taking place with the Hardys. Cause when the both of them are together, magic happens because the Hardys are magical people. Hello, you see me. So yeah, that's what we've got. <laughs> That's what we got from backstage. And then, of course, you know, Hook actually said something, which looks, and it looked like it caught um, Lexi Nair off guard. But, you know, that tends to happen anytime Hook does talk because it's just mm -hmm. like, yo, you spoke. <laughs> Especially when you don't talk much. Yeah, Joseph's saying, is this a cinematic match or just an excuse to get us to watch? Because Rampage is still playing these games of when it's on. I missed the first match because I forgot it was on. It seems like it's going to be cinematic because with the graphics that I saw of it, with the way that they were advertising it, they're mm -hmm. making it look like it's supposed to be some type of dramatic deal, like the way um, 
that famous match they had in Impact was. Yeah. Um, and they even had a cinematic match, of course, you know, when they were in WWE before and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like that's really where the Hardys, you know, shine a whole lot is in those cinematic matches. So mm-hmm. that's that's what it's looking like it is, Joseph. But yeah, um, the time changes have been a little bit of a difficult thing where you do have to kind of go back and forth on Twitter to see, you know, what time you're going to catch it. But, you know, hey, that's just what happens when all the sports, all the other sports are on, you know, TNT. So you have to just go and look and be diligent about looking or else you will miss something, okay? But, yeah, this is where we're at. So, of course, moving forward with the rest of the show, we had Naturally Limitless Keith Lee and the Natural Dustin Rhodes in tag team action. This surprised me. I, I did not know that these two were a tag team. But I'm not I'm not mad about it because it makes sense because they both have beef with um Swerve Strickland, so it makes sense. So I'm not angry about it. So they were in action, and this was also my first time seeing Keith Lee in one of his other dramatic robes. And I was just like, Whoa, you look like you should be a wizard in in Harry Potter and Hogwarts legacy. I like it. Um, so he came out there and they fought um Brady Pierce and Charlie James, who were making their rampage debut. Um, and Charlie was doing a little bit of a cha-cha dance to try to get the fans behind him or whatever, um, giving Fandango, but it wasn't working. And Lee and um, Dustin Rose basically made quick work of them. And Lee wound up um, winning the match with his spirit bomb. And then before the match, they actually showed um, clips of him losing his match to Chris Jericho at the hands of Swerve Strictly, you know, interfering with the mogul affiliates or whatnot. So... They had that, and while they were, you know, celebrating their win, Swerve Strickland and the Mogul Embassy came out, you know, and basically stared them down. So it's safe to say that that rivalry is not over. So, Santana, how are you feeling about the rivalry involving Keith Lee, Dustin, and the Mogul affiliate? I mean, the Mogul Embassy? Honestly, truly, I just think there's a lot of stuff that's happening that doesn't really make much sense to me. Uh, Dustin and Keith Lee tagging doesn't make sense to me. Um, this whole mogul thing doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand what they're doing with this. Like, where is this actually going? This is like, this feels like they're trying to make this into like a TV show or something where you have like, like which I think this is Snowfall, BMF, Power, you know, fucking Empower, Empire. Like, what are we doing here? It's just I'm I, I can kind of care less about this whole thing that's happening here, to be honest. It doesn't it doesn't do anything for me unless you're gonna have something happening where Keith Lee and Swerve are gonna be in a, a feud or something, or or are you gonna bring more people to help Dustin and Keith Lee in the process of Swerve having all these people behind him? Like where where is exactly the end goal gonna happen for these for this whole thing? Because right now, um I don't I don't I could care less. Like it just doesn't make me feel like I should pay attention type thing because it's the same outcome every week. Only things we're going to do is his cheap shots. And when nobody has time for that. Well, I do appreciate your honesty, Drian. Um, It's just for me, um, the mogul embassy do look kind of thugged out. Like, you would be afraid to run into them somewhere if you owed them some money or something. Like, they do look kind of scary. You can sucker punch them and run off. They're not going to do nothing. They're just one of those, like, you remember, <laughs> y'all, y'all remember, um, what was it, Malibu's Most Wanted? 
I know you remember that scene with oh well. Well, for those who may have seen Malibu's Most Wanted, you remember that part, or you may have seen the meme where it's like Tay Diggs got the guns or whatever. Anthony Anderson saying, They give me your right, punk, or I'll bust your ass, and they clink the guns. Yeah, that's what I feel like I see when I look at the mogul embassy a bunch of paid actors trying to be something that they're not. Wow. You gotta watch the movie. It's really Malibu Most Wanted is a really good movie. You gotta watch it. Um, but yeah, I, I'll show you the clip after we get over it because we can't, you know, show that type of <laughs> show that type of content here. But if you seen Malibu's most morning, you seen the the part where Anthony Anson and Tay Diggs and he's trying to teach him how to be a thug, teach him how to rob the president's son or shit like that, you know. You don't understand what I'm talking about, but yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Moving on from that segment and moving into this one, you had Samuel Guevara um, being interviewed by um, Lexi Nair again, but then that gets interrupted by Ty Mello, who is, of course, the wife of Samuel Guevara, and she seems to be very concerned, of course, about, you know, her husband and his state of affairs, considering him and MJF, the AEW champion, seems to have, you know, created an alliance of sorts and she is concerned about this because she feels like you know you don't even like mjf you know you're you're you agreeing to lay down for him for money at double or nothing which is one of aew's biggest pay-per-views it's just kind of like an insult to you this is your dream you should want better for yourself and better for your family and want and wanting to actually win the title and not just you know then not just lay down for him and just say that mjf really isn't his friend so I thought this was the probably one of the most passionate promos I've ever seen Timella do in her whole career. Um, mm-hmm. because I have been watching her since she was in NXT and I was a fan of hers from the Mae Young Classic all the way through up until now. Um, and I did like her evolution as in terms of her athleticism when she did get to AW. Um, and I do wish to see her wrestle a whole lot more. And I will say that because her being just a manager for her husband, which is something that I'm not not a fan of it's just you know i'm cool with it but my thing is don't forget about your stuff too and i want her to be you know dominant and fight more as well but her but she was basically bigging up her husband and saying look you need to just focus and focus on yourself and not just focus on mjf and just doing his bidding and i thought this was just really interesting considering you know you have the whole pillars thing happening between him mjf and um darby allen and jungle boy and then they have a tag team match next week um but at the same time of course you have sammy who's you know trying to align himself with mjf and yeah you could say you know you keep your enemies closer but at the same time it look it's looking like you're trying to get buddy buddy with him and that's not what we're here to do you deserve to be the champ champ and that's it just seems like that's what ty was trying to tell him so drian how did you feel about this um, <laughs> I ain't gonna say what I what I said when I was watching this. Um, let me keep that off here. But in regards to this whole situation here, I feel like with uh Ty Mello, I mean, she has every right to feel some type of way in regards to her her partner, her husband, and the fact that you are choosing to allow MJF to manipulate you just so he can have a win that that doesn't make sense to me like why would you why would you want to put yourself in that predicament y'all here kissing each other on the foreheads y'all hanging out y'all hugging and all that buddy buddy bs or whatever get your shit together sammy 
I already don't care for you in the first place, but you're going to let somebody else like manipulate you into losing or missing an opportunity for yourself. Like, are you dumb? Are you stupid? Are you both? Which one is it? Because I don't think Ty should have to come up here and tell you some simple shit that you should already know. Like, unless you're just here to play mind games too, and you just don't want nobody to know that if MJS goes for the pin, you're going to roll him up and take his title. And, and his money, too, you know, because maybe you'll get paid before the match or whatever, and y'all become buddy-buddy and all this, and that just doesn't make sense to me. So I can understand why, you know, Tamela is upset. You know, so she could be focused on her own stuff. She could be focused on trying to get herself into a title picture or something like that, but with Jamie kind of injured, she can't really do that. Or she can, you know, focus on getting in other matches within her own right and, and work her way up to get a title opportunity or something like that. But except she stuck alongside her, interesting husband uh who just can't seem to figure some things out and i hope that he does not allow mjf to mass manipulate him but right now it seems like that's the route that they're going in yeah you hate to see it because you know sammy you know has been for better or for worse he has been, you know, one of the, you know, tent poles of AEW. And for him to sort of sell himself short is kind of unfortunate. But maybe he will wake up considering him and his wife had that discussion. And sometimes it takes the person that you love to really tell you exactly what's going on. Because Rocky was not able to beat, um, um, oh my gosh, Mr. T. I'm going to call him Mr. T because I can't remember his Clover Lang, there we go. Rocky wasn't able to beat Clover Lang and lock in until he talked to Adrian. So that's Rocky three. <laughs> so yeah. So you know, sometimes it takes talking to your to your soulmate to really help you lock in and focus on what's really going on. So hopefully Sammy will figure it out. But in the meantime, this is women's wrestling talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Speaking of more women getting their fight on. We got to see Anna J.A.S. versus Ashlyn Dumbois, who is someone who we've seen, you know, on the independence growing and wrestling more each and every, you know, over the past couple of years. She's someone who's, you know, who I've been very interested in watching because she's just really cool and she has a unique look to her and she's really beautiful. Um, so seeing her on Rampage was really refreshing um, because she also has been on Dark and Dark Elevation before. So we're familiar with her and shout out to her for getting on Rampage and fighting Anna J.A.S. who has just been on a tear lately fighting a whole lot and then feuding, of course, with um, Julia Hart. This was really cool. And then, of course, you got to see the debut of Anna J's shirt, which said, I have a big ass and a bad attitude. Um, but except the shirt didn't say ass. It had like a peach there. And I was like, oh, that's clever. That's real clever. I like that. Um, but what about, I wonder what, what happens to the people if you want that shirt, but you have a big ass and a good attitude. What about me? I don't know. Scratch out the bad and put good. Oh, that's true. You could do the Sammy's anything and do some tape. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, do some tape, scratch it out, and and add <laughs> the food on there. Then, you know, if if you want one of those shirts, um, <laughs> you know, that's one that I can't yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is just me being goofy, guys. Anyway, <laughs> this match was pretty good. Um, Ashley Dumbois 
had a really great opening um, here. She took Anna J down with a couple of hip tosses, um, but Anna J took charge and she twisted Ashley's back across the ring post going into co into commercial break. And Anna was being really vicious in this match, not only with the ring post, but then also just sort of stomping on Ashley's neck and stuff. And I was just like, Anna, oh my God, you're being so rough. Um, but Anna J hit a neck breaker coming out of the commercial break and locked in the Queen Slayer choke for the win. So Ashley Dumbois made a pretty good debut, but she wound up losing to Anna Jay, um, who has his dark makeup on, looking cute or whatever. But then as she was celebrating, the lights went out and Julia Hart popped up once the lights came back on. And she attacked Anna Jay from behind and they started fighting each other again. And then Anna Jay turned the tables and rammed Julia Hart into the ring post um, and then twisted her torso across the ring post as officials scrambled to break it up. So that's what we had going on with this women's match. It was relatively short if you, you know, count in, if you don't count in the commercial break or whatever, but this was the one women's match that we did have on the Rampage card. Um, so, San, how did you feel about this match and the trajectory of this rivalry? Um, I thought it was, I thought it was actually a pretty, pretty good match. Um, I'm familiar with Ashley. I've seen um, first time I actually see saw her wrestle like in person wise was at a battle slam that I went to. Um, and then the second time I saw her wrestle in person was at an impact show when she faced Deanna. Um, so Ashley, she's she's coming up a lot in, in the on the indie side and things like that from being on AEW Dark and Elevation, from being, you know, in other, you know, various other different promotions, from being on WWE as the ballerina <laughs> with the nutcracker and yeah, other that things too. like that. So she's 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 been making her rounds you know, in various of different ways and stuff like that. So uh, I'm not surprised. And plus she comes from, you know, the Adams, you know, team Adams and stuff like that with Deanna, you know, and Tasha Steels and all this and that. So she's, she's one of those girls that's coming up that a lot of people need to watch out for, you know, don't pay attention to, you know, the wins or losses, but pay attention to the, the athleticism because she, of course she's there to lose anyway, you know, so unless she, you know, they pull some out the Woolworth, but Ashley is an amazing and amazing, amazing wrestler. Um, honestly, so I don't know what company she would sign to, but um, wherever she chooses to go, um, she's she'll she'll be a great um, addition to the roster. Now, in regards to Anna J, you know Anna J, she she needs her you know her momentum since she lost to Julia Hart to be exact anyway. So she needs to regain her momentum, and why not take it out on someone like Ashley? And then you know of course her feud with uh, Julia Hart is still a, a rising upon us because obviously in this situation here. And so personally, I just feel like I think it's great. I'm glad that they're continuing this feud because you know a lot of times when feuds happen especially for the women and sometimes for the men too, they don't really continue it. So I'm happy that these women, even though they're amongst a group of other men, this spotlight is on them and they're having their own separate feud. So I'm, I'm here for it. I don't know where this, where, you know, the end goal is for this feud, but I don't, I don't mind it between these two because both of them are good in their own way. Yeah, definitely. Something I just thought about, you know, how interesting would it be to see those three, those two, Fight with an Alexa Bliss, a dark Alexa Bliss at that. That they were probably end up needing to be like a whole faction or something. Oh, that would be lit. Like, <laughs> what the twisted, the twisted uh, house of, I don't know, J J J Anna J A S or something. I don't know. Bad attitude or something with a fat ass. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Something, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> it would be cute. I would like it. I, I would like it very much. It would be very different. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, Anna J came out with the win, and we do give big props to Ashley Dumbois for all of her work that she's done across multiple promotions um in wrestling mm-hmm. and beyond. So it's really cool. It's always cool to see her. She's amazing. So we did get a promo from the outcast. And of course, they're talking trash about everything that they that they did to Dr. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, beating her mm-hmm. up. And actually taking the picture that she took of her black eye and putting it on a t-shirt, which is just so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, no, so no. healing. You know, what, what, what else can you expect? But it's still really cool because ultimately, well, no, go it's ahead. still really cool because ultimately, you know, you really um, don't see a lot of women factions doing stuff like that. So I thought it was mm-hmm. really cool. Like, I think it's really interesting that they're doing this and adding a little bit more, you know, spice to their um, heel faction and their evilness here. So, hey, um, I like it. But just know that Dr. Britt is going to come back and get her lick back because you can't just embarrass her and be her in front of her boyfriend, number one, and number two in her hometown like that. That was just real rude. That was real rude. She about to do some extractions and crownings and fillings when she come back. I tell you what exactly <laughs> they gonna lose some teeth but then also in the meantime Soraya did proceed to talk trash about Willow Nightingale yes, who, she will be fighting, who she will be fighting on Dynamite next Wednesday and I just want to give a big shout out to Willow Nightingale because Miss Mam is coming up in the world because not only is she signed to AEW and fighting with mm-hmm. some of the best women in all of women's wrestling but she has a major opportunity with New Japan at Resurgence and New Japan Strong which is going to happen next month Next month, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she will be fighting in a one night tournament to qualify for the New Japan Strong Women's Championship which is new um, and then on top of that in that tournament you have freaking Mercedes Monet who will be fighting in it as well. So literally we are living in the in a world where we might have the possibility of Willow versus Mercedes. Two Santana. black women in that finals for exactly. that. So that could be we could have our first ever black woman to hold that title. Right. The first ever person to hold that title period to be a black woman child. In New Japan to be exact. Where right, this is thriving. the first title they're bringing over to New Japan, where New Japan is literally a promotion for nothing but men. Lord, so don't make me catch the Holy Ghost. I mean, I'm hoping that it is Mercedes and Willow. I think that it would be the right choice to go with, uh, honestly, between those two. But who who knows though? You know what I'm saying? But I, I would I would like for it to be that if it's possible. But who knows? Hey, Dwayne. Yes, who who knows? But Lord, we are living. We are living in the age of progress <laughs> against all odds. Jesus. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> let me just let me grab a hold of myself and my emotions. <laughs> we move into this new segment. This other segment with the acclaimed coming out with, of course, Daddy As um doing doing his rap. Um, I can't really quote any of the raps that he did because I was in the middle of um doing something <laughs> and um celebrating a thing so I forgive me for that but they beat up one of their jobber opponents on the way to the ring um and really I don't think they re- we really were able to get the names of these men that they beat up on 
but it really wasn't that much of a match. Daddy ass hit the famous on, um, on the guy, and then Max Caster hit the mic drop elbow for the win. And yeah, Excalibur on commentary said that the rap was longer than the match, and um, the acclaim basically celebrated by scissoring each other, and that was basically the end. <laughs> it was really quick and out of the way. So, like, yeah. I don't even, I, I mean, I don't even have any thoughts on this match, to be honest, because I, I, I mean, what can I say? I mean, it's, it's not much I can really say about this, to be honest. Like, at this point, the names don't even matter. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. It's Shout out. Sad. I can't tell you what the rap was because honestly, truly, sometimes I get a tired of them come out there and doing a rap. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like they, they just, sometimes they made me mad because just get to the damn ring. <laughs> I mean, well, I understand how you feel if that's not necessarily your thing, but I actually like the raps. And then I'm not going to lie, me and my boyfriend be riding in the car listening to the instrumental version and doing raps with each other. So mm. we're goofy. <laughs> But either way, I mean, you know, it, it's fun. It's fun. We, we we have fun with our wrestling theme songs, okay? So, yeah, there's that. So, Mark Henry um, interviewed Jay Lethal and Cash Wheeler ahead of their main event match. Um, and Lethal and Jeff Jarrett basically cut, cut their promo saying that they want to win FTR's AEW World Tag Team titles. Cash Wheeler said that his friend Mark Briscoe will be at ringside as a special enforcer to stop any shenanigans during the fight. And, of course, it was time for the main event. And, of course, you heard the theme song, Reach for the Sky, Boy. And you know what that means. Here comes Mark Briscoe, who we love. You know, love, love, love on at this point of time as mm -hmm. a special enforcer coming out with, with his T-shirt and his hat and everything to be the special enforcer to sit in a chair and watch everything that was going on along with the referee to lead into this match. Cash Wheeler versus Jay Lethal. Um, Briscoe prevented Sanjay Dute from getting from cheating late in the match. Um, Jay Lethal hit the stun gun on Wheeler. He strutted out. He strutted multiple times because he thinks he's Ric Flair, but he's not. Um, <laughs> but I know that's his thing, though, so it's okay. I know. Mm -hmm. But either way, you know, that's what he was doing. And then he went for an elbow drop, but then Cash Wheeler got the knees up because Lethal took super long to do it because he got cocky. Um, Cash then threw a series of punches to stagger Jay. Um, and then he caught him with a power slam out of midair. Um, Jay Lethal fought his way out of a power driving attempt and then hit a back body drop. And then he connected with the lethal um, combination. And he went for the lethal injection, but then Cash countered it. Sanjay Duke tried to get involved again as the referee was counting one, two. And then he was like, hey, you need to stop and started yelling. Um, but, of course, Mark was there to cut him off to stop the shenanigans. But Jay Lethal shoved Cash Wheeler into, into Mark amidst the chaos. And then he hit the lethal injection onto Wheeler. Um, in order to get the three counts, so Jay Lethal won the match, and that means he and um Jeff Jarrett have momentum wanting to challenge FTR for the titles based off of this win. And of course, you know, they celebrated in order to get the win, but Mark Briscoe was looking confused because he was just like, Bro, why did you hit me? Um, not knowing that his friend, his ROH bud, pushed him into him. So, Mark, I understand that you're looking for friendship at this time but 
Jay Lethal is not your friend. He's using you. So I hope that somehow or another you're able to realize that and find you some real fans of Prince that actually care about you because Jay Lethal clearly does not. He's abusing your Ring of Honor brotherhood. But that was how that, that episode of Rampage ended. So Stan, <laughs> how did you feel about this match and the shenanigans afoot? Um, It was all right. I mean, despite all the things that's transpiring um, amongst everybody, with you know Cash and Jay, they did have a pretty nice match. Um, I don't know why the singles matches are happening since they won these titles. By no means necessary, but Jared and Jay pretty much have the momentum over these two right now. So it's very possible in the long run when they do have this tag match or for the titles, Jeff and Jay could probably win those titles. Like no lie. Like honestly, mm. really, because the way that they're going about it, all the other stuff happening and things like that, the distractions, the interferences, you know, the the mind games and stuff like that. I I feel like that they could win those titles unless Mark, you know, gets some sense into his head and not assist Jay and Jeff in in winning those titles. Maybe work against them so that they don't win those titles. And then maybe somewhere down the line, eventually, it'll be something with, you know, Jay. Well, not Jay, but, well, yeah, Jay Lethal and um, Mark, maybe. And then Jeff as well. So, other than that, I don't know. I'm sick of all of them <laughs> at this point. Because y'all doing too much. It's just too much happening. Like, FTR, y'all won these titles and y'all losing. What is going on right now? What are y'all doing? Like, you're losing in various different ways that could honestly be avoided. Mm-hmm. And it's upsetting me because y'all are like a, a wonderful tag team. And y'all should not be losing the way that y'all are. But it just seems as if like Jay and Jeff are a lot more smarter than they are. Yeah. They're so. very crafty. They're very crafty bad guys. Mm-hmm. And they're definitely utilizing that numbers game too. Of course. So that means that FTR needs to, you know, up their numbers game, to be honest, in order to even out the odds, I would say. So, yeah, well, I'm sure they got some friends, you know, that they could, you know, recruit in order to even up the odds. But that's basically where AEW Rampage ended. So next week, Rampage will be on at a special time in the afternoon again. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be at the same time. I think it's going to be maybe at 430. 435 30. Well, it says when I looked at it next week, it's supposed to be 4 30. So. Okay. So, yes, yeah. it's going to be on earlier again next week. So, we're just going to help you guys out and tell you it's going to be on early next week. So, yeah, that's the end of Rampage. And now we're going to move to the SmackDown side of the street where the landscape of wrestling has definitely been shaken up. And I can't wait to get into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But before we do, we want to take a short commercial break and we'll be right back to really talk about what mattered tonight and that was the fucking draft (laughs) hey peeps tk trinidad here boss lady of women's wrestling talk and i want to say thank you so much for watching because you've got millions of options plus you don't have to worry about sharing your password to check us out but while you're here hopefully you know we have so many more shows to watch like turnbuckle glam raw post show wow post show aew dynamite post show women's wrestling army post show 
NXT post show, Impact Wrestling post show, AW Rampage and SmackDown Live post show, On the Scroll, ROH post show, WWT Live, plus all of our interviews with the hottest women's wrestlers in the game. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. Check out our website at www.talkpod.com and follow us on all social media platforms at www.talkpod and make sure to spread the word. That means send this to the group chat. Yes, even the person with the green bubble. Thanks again so much for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao for now. All right. So now we are in my the woods. Um, thank you, Stephanie, for always holding down for Rampage. But y'all know why we're here. Let's be, <laughs> let's be honest. Y'all know exactly why we're here. We're here for SmackDown, and this is where I shine the most in. Um, and you already know the draft is happening. Part one of the draft happens tonight, uh, happens tonight, and then you know, part two is going to happen on a Monday Night Raw. But over the course of the weekend, there are going to be some drafts happening, uh, with people who are still eligible who were not drafted tonight. And of course, um, I know that the SmackDown Lowdown is going to give all of that information tomorrow. Um, we'll definitely go over who is still eligible to be drafted to either Raw or SmackDown and maybe have some NXT call-ups. Who knows? Uh, but, of course, we start out the night with Triple H coming in. And, of course, I mean, listen, we got to get our first round of round picks off first, you know, for the draft. And, um, I mean, honestly, truly, if anybody was surprised that this person or would be, like, number one or not number one, maybe something's wrong with you. Or maybe not, but we get into our first round of draft picks. And first, of course, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, and Solo Sequoia are drafted to SmackDown. No Usos, hmm. but Roman and Solo are on SmackDown. The drama. Right? Yeah. The separation of the bloodline has commenced. <laughs> My God. And if you have been here, then you already know how I feel about the bloodline. <laughs> so, if you're new here, welcome. But if you've been here, then you know. You know. So, of course, Roman's going to take the undisputed, you know, WWE World Championship to SmackDown. And, uh, um, of course, the new World Heavyweight Championship that was announced um, and revealed on Monday will stay on Monday night. Uh, <laughs> it did take to the 2023 draft for me to get what I want, but this is only just the beginning. Only just the beginning, but yeah, so this is our first draft pick. Wasn't much of a surprise despite the Usos not even being mentioned. But what I was not expecting, well, I'm not gonna say that. I was well, here's the thing, you know, because cause Cody could have went to SmackDown, but it really wouldn't be my it wouldn't be me right having the American Nightmare on SmackDown when he's clearly USA Network. That's all American over there. Uh, not the actual show that you see on CEW. But, you know, <laughs> year-wise, you know. So, shout-out to Cody for being the first draft pick for, you know, Monday Night Raw. And shout-out to Roman and Solo for being the first pick for SmackDown. But what did shock me was Bianca Belair being drafted to SmackDown. Mm -hmm. As your current Raw Women's Champion, as undefeated at WrestleMania, and of course your 2021 Royal Rumble winner, was not expecting that by no means necessary. And it did raise a few eyebrows on the 
what is going to happen with that championship moving forward to backlash that's coming up next week, even though the draft won't fully take effect until May 8th. Uh, so things are still going to be the same as of right now. Um, but yeah, I was I was like, well, what's going to happen between her and EO? Because they're supposed to have their match at Backlash and everything like that. So yeah. And then we get to our final pick, Becky Lynch is drafted to Monday Night Raw, your former six-time women's champion, the first ever uh, women's WrestleMania main event, the former tag team champion. Uh, we haven't seen Becky since Trish Stratus ran her off um, and made that woman change her name on Twitter to Rebecca Quinn, her actual name. So, um, yeah, but Stephanie, these four first picks that we had, um, were you surprised by any chance? Were you were you expecting someone else to be picked? Like, what, what were your thoughts going into this? Well, <laughs> um, Roman being number one didn't entirely shock me. Um, mm -hmm. I will say that it did shock me that they did separate them, but at the same time, I was just like, oh, they because you know they got to keep the bowl and the bloodline going, mm -hmm. they got to keep the soap opera going. And of course, if you have not already done it, please purchase my bowl and the bloodline t shirts on fouryearwear.com slash hardy wrestling podcast. Um, by the last probably the last piece of merchandise that you will probably ever get with the entire bloodline on it. Buy it, buy it, buy it in all sizes in black, of course. But this really did surprise me. I was just like, wow, they really did separate them. And what's so funny is the Usos didn't even say anything about it, and they didn't even announce the Usos tonight. So it just makes you wonder exactly where they're going to be. But they trickled in a lot of stuff to let you know where their standing is throughout the night, leading, of, mm -hmm. of course, to the main event. But I thought this was interesting. And, of course, you know, they're not going to – SmackDown's not going to lose Roman. So I kind of saw that coming. Then you have Cody. This one surprised me too because I was just talking to Chiseled Adonis on my last episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast about the continuance of the story of Cody Rhodes possibly taking the Universal title off of Roman. But seeing as there's going to be this split down the middle and Cody is going to be on Raw, you have a lot of people speculating that he could be a front runner for the new championship, which a lot of people are deeming as a consolation prize because nobody's able to beat Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. And that that would make me sad, but you know, I guess that's just where we're at, but we have to see we'll just have to see how it unfolds. But Cody Rhodes is a bona fide star. And he is championship caliber. So you need somebody to ground raw. And Cody Rhodes is exactly that man to do that. So this right here shocked me a whole lot. But I wasn't too out of sorts with it the way that a lot of people were. Because they've done this before. They did this just a few years ago with Becky and Charlotte. They drafted Charlotte mm -hmm. um, to Raw when she was the SmackDown champion. They drafted Becky to SmackDown when she was the Raw champion. And they wound up trading titles, which a lot of people felt like was really dumb but either way they traded titles and you had that infamous thing where they were throwing the titles at each other which led everybody into you know believing that they were fighting with each other and had a real feud going on and that started that whole drama so even with that and with backlash taking place i don't see bianca losing to eo that's just not happening i just as good as eo sky is She's amazing. She is spectacular. She's not losing to Bianca Belair because Bianca is that girl right now. Um, so I believe even though there's a possibility that her and Rhea could trade titles, mm -hmm. you also have Rhea 
and that threat that she had a few weeks ago to Bianca after she won the SmackDown title and said, you know, I'll get back to you and there's a reason why I didn't challenge you. She, Well, actually, no, she said that to Charlotte before WrestleMania. She was just like, there's a reason why I didn't challenge Bianca, but I'll get back to that. Maybe this is the back to that. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? But this did shock me. But either way, Bianca is still that girl and I'm not too worried about her at the moment. But we'll have to see. And Becky, I'm not too surprised at either because she's she's a star with or without a title as well. And she has unfinished business on mm -hmm. Raw. So I wasn't too shocked at her staying on Raw either because Raw is kind of like her home. I have like even though SmackDown was where she kind of, you know, got mm -hmm. started and popped off at Raw is her home. So I'm not too stressed yeah. about that either. Yeah, I know that Jeffrey X could could Cody Cody could still well say that Cody could still find a way to Roman? There is still money in the bank. Mm -hmm. So unless they're gonna let money in the bank go to LA Knight, yeah, <laughs> it could go to Cody. Cody could. I mean, how would Cody Rhodes cash in on Roman Reigns though? Like, Cody is a fighting man. You know what I'm saying? How would he? How would he cash in on? Roman, but who honestly knows? But even after uh, you know the first round of the draft picks, we did get the Usos to come out. And, you know they said they're gonna they're going to you know get their titles back tonight uh, in the in, you know in the WrestleMania uh, rematch uh, for the in the main event. They're gonna get their titles back and they're gonna do it for Roman. They're gonna do it for fucking Roman. They did it for the Roman. Mm -hmm. Bunch of Rikishis out here. Um, and you know, despite them being this, despite you know, that's that dad, but you know, like, no shame, uh, <laughs> no, shame, but we love him, we do, we we love Rikishi. I just would never take a stink face, I'd rather just, I don't know, throw me off a tight drum or something, but um, yeah, so then, of course, um. Kevin and Sammy come out, you know, just more so like just getting you prepared for exactly what's going to take place later on tonight. Why would you dedicate your win to Roman? Roman hasn't even talked to y'all. Roman doesn't even, Roman has, has barely paid attention to y'all in so many, ever since y'all lost those damn titles. Why is it not <laughs> clicking that Roman does not give a fuck about y'all no more? Y'all lost your titles and y'all go out there and y'all help him retain his title and he doesn't care about y'all. He barely lets y'all in the room with him. He barely even talks to y'all like that. Like, what's not clicking? They don't want to believe it. They even need to believe they it. knows deep down inside what's going on. They don't want to truly believe it. Well, Sammy has been trying to tell that man for the longest, you know? There are so many times that the Usos have bailed him out of his title defenses. But honestly, he's going to give that help to Solo because Solo was the one who really got him that pin. So, no no text, no phone call, no DM, no shower, not even a goddamn letter. Like, you can't even send me a note. You know what I'm saying? Nothing. An email? You can't even send a message to my dad. You can't even put, you can't even send a message and put it in a bottle and let it swim in the, in the ocean to get to me. You, you can't, can't even wrap it up like on a dove. You what? can't even send a message via The Rock's movies. Come on now. Like a message with the XFL. Like I a can't message through Ava Rain. Like, come on now. Like, what is the <laughs> issue right now? Like, what, what are we doing right now? Are you crazy? What is happening? 
Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> it's just stupid, honestly. In so many different ways. They are, they are really, really just a bunch of idiots. You're stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Like Randy used to say. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> but anyway, let's, let's continue. Because, of course, we see all of the lovely eligible talent that could possibly make Grayson Wilder look pissy as hell for no reason. And everybody is all cheerful and happy that they could actually be drafted to like to some Raw and SmackDown. Hell, Apollo Crews about to be drafted for the third time up to a main roster. So at this point, he has no choice but to be fucking happy. So I don't know, but shout out. We I'm glad we got to see this. You know, all the everybody down at the PC, everybody in there, you know, NXT uniform and stuff like that, you know, getting ready, you know, to see if they're going to be chosen, if they're going to be picked, you know, and, and we definitely find out tonight who gets called up tonight, because it was a very much a shocker for a lot of us. What are you looking for? I see someone <laughs> that I didn't see on television, and mm-hmm. oh my god. What? I feel like Nikita was in there, and I didn't know. That's her. She's back there in the back. That oh my god. I don't know what she's gonna do because she got a torn ACL. So, but she's off the brace now. Allegedly, is that Dajay with glasses? Hey, at Wale Mania, she was oh, off the brace. Child, she better put that thing back on for her knee buckle. Um, all right, so we get to our first opening match of the night: uh, Peep versus LA Knight. This was a really, really good match. A great opener. Y'all know how I feel about Pete, you guys. You know, like, if you know me, you know that Pete Dunn is my man. Like, he is. I love that man. I've been riding with that man for a very, very long time. Like, no lie. Um, but I was like, damn, you know, like, I mean, it did feel random that this be our first match. But, of course, we found out exactly how this match even transpired because of the fact that L.A. Knight was talking trash to Butch and he was going to punch him in the face with that shillelagh. So, better watch out now. But, yeah, LA Knight, he does get the victory. Am I sad? Yes, of course. Like, why would I not be? I mean, it's, it's Pete. Like, why would I why would I be why would I be happy that he lost? Like what? But you know what? LA Knight, he needs some type of momentum going into, you know, he just needs something because he has been losing for a while now. You know, he get a victory every now and then, but you know, it, it is what it is. But shout out to LA Knight for winning. But I'm still sad about. You know. Well, I know you're sad about Pete. I'm sorry, Sam. I'm sorry. It's gonna be yeah. okay. He'll bounce back, you know. Yeah, those brawling broods. Those brawling broods are very resilient. Okay, yeah, I will his, say that. Yeah, they have a very resilient spirit about them, so they'll they will be back. But this match was really good. Like I enjoyed it. Um. P. Dunn slash Butch did a phenomenal job, and so did L.A. Knight. Like, I feel like more and more we're seeing um, a lot of what L.A. Knight has to offer in the ring, not, and not just personality-wise either. Like, mm-hmm. he is definitely a favorite of mine to possibly win the um, the Money in the Bank because it would it would do wonders for him. And then we're also seeing more of what his personality has to offer on the SmackDown Lowdown. If you saw any clips of what he was doing last week with Hit Row, it was hilarious. Um, so... He really does have a lot of what it takes. And then the crowd loves him. Yeah, just like Jeffrey said. Like, the crowd really loves him. For him to be a heel, they really love them some L.A. Knight. So, I mean, 
he has what it takes and it's working for him. My only thing is, I just wish they would just turn him face so it would just be easy to cheer for him. <laughs> um, but yeah, like this match was really good. I enjoyed it. And LA Knight really is, you know, climbing that ladder and he's doing a good job. Yeah, but he could climb a ladder at Money in the Bank if he's in it. <sighs> I hope so. He is. Okay, as we, I, you know, there's a lot of things that's going on with this photo, I want to say. So from Jimmy's face to Paul Heyman's eyes, there's a lot. I, you know, like I said, I, listen, I just be grabbing photos, you know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, I just, girl, it's awful. Honestly, but um, it's a lot. It's a lot happening. But so we get here because, of course, There's you know, it's there. very much a lot of story here. You know, it's it's kind of like with this here. You know, of course, they're talking, trying to talk some sense into them and let them know, like, listen, you guys need to go out there and you need to win win those titles back, or it's really going to be some issues. There's going to be a lot of issues, and tonight might be that night. Honestly, you have to go out there. And get those titles back. You have to do it for the tribal chief. Blah, 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 blah. The same old rhetoric that Paul Heyman has been given every time the Usos have a fucking match. Shut the hell up. You give us you give the same speech every week. <laughs> every time they have a match, you do you gotta do this for the tribal chief. The tribal chief is gonna be mad. Blah 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 blah. Who cares? Why gonna be mad? Who cares? Like. He should, be, he should be putting y'all on a pedestal for the amount of times that y'all have saved him from losing his damn titles. But then that y'all lost y'all, he, he don't even show the fucking work. He nowhere to be goddamn found. Well, I have a question. Y'all. Hmm? I have a question for you, Santana, see, seeing as I see some things going on in the chat. Yeah. Um, do you believe that the... Huh? <laughs> Why y'all going crazy over here in the chat? Yeah. Was. Do you believe that the bloodline storyline has grown stale? <laughs> Here's the thing, right? The storyline of the bloodline has or had became stale a while ago. Before mm-hmm. Solo showed up. It was starting to get pretty predictable on how all of the matches were going to turn out. Then Solo shows up, and then we add more elements because there's another one. There's another Uso, another part of Bullons, another family member. And then we get Sammy involved. Kevin's always been there. You know what I'm saying? We, we have that. And now it's like, what more can you guys give with the Bloodline unless... We're going to continue on and we trick it down to really what the real issue is. And that's the issue that's going on in the monster the bloodline. It's the fact of that you are separating Solo from his brothers. You right. and Paul are. You guys are treating now that like the Usos have lost their titles. You are treating them as if they're not a part of the family. You are separating them from their brother. You are making it seem as if like Jay and Jimmy are outsiders to this bloodline. Yep, second class citizens. Very much so. 
Like that's how you're, that's exactly how the Usos are being treated. And they are still trying to prove that they are still a part of the, the, the family, that they're doing things for Roman still. And Roman doesn't give a damn what y'all doing. He doesn't. By no means I said, does he give a flying fuck what y'all doing for him? Because that man is somewhere else on a on a private jet, laid out, eating some crawfish or whatever. Like, you know, but it, it this it, it has to lead to something eventually. And honestly, I feel like it's already starting now with the Usos not being drafted collectively a part of the bloodline. They're only right. looking at them as a tag right now instead of a full faction that they are. So they've already, so not only are it has Roman uh put them on the outside of the bloodline, so has the draft. Because mm -hmm. they're not eligible tonight, too. And I don't think that the Usos are in tune of what the hell is going on right now or what's about to happen. And I think later on tonight when we get into our main event, it's definitely going to prove exactly what is to come as we move forward. Because they still, the Solo and the Usos still have their match for Backlash next week with Sammy, Kevin, and Maverick. So, I'm just saying, but... Yeah, um, I appreciate everything you had to say because I have heard um, from a number of different um, places that they feel like the story has grown stale a bit and they feel like, okay, it's getting longer in the tooth. Um, but I would venture to argue that I don't think it's growing sales simply because of this reason. Like, I feel like the Baldwin bloodline is continuing, is moving into a new chapter because, of course, moving into the WrestleMania of things and mm -hmm. them with the titles and Roman with his title and everything. And Cody, that was one chapter closing and going into another volume, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. another book and another volume. And now we're reaching a point where the bloodline is finally realizing that, um, that the problem isn't everybody else, that the problem really is Roman. Like, it's him. He's the problem. Yeah, it's him. Different. You know? So it's just, like... The week after week. Yes, you did. And it's you did problem. tell us. You did. Told, I've been you telling you since this so, shit started. And I am... So, so my thing is, I feel like the story is still interesting. It just has a different evolution now. And I feel like just because the story is looking a little bit different now and it's turning more inwardly doesn't make it any less interesting. But that's just my um, two cents on that. Buy my t-shirt still. That's okay. <laughs> this is the bloodline is, I'm telling y'all right now. Buy my t-shirts. <laughs> all right so we move into our second round uh roman doesn't have to be there to continue the story the usos solo paul can carry i mean they kind of honestly truly we're being honest majority of the people who have been involved with the storyline of the bloodline has been carrying more than roman only thing he's doing is holding the titles and being undefeated nothing more nothing less and here again, it's still funny that Roman is doing all this to the Usos when the Usos were, were there longer than he was. Right. That's the team. So. <laughs> you, when, when the whole family, when, all, when this whole shit crumbles down, I told y'all. 
That's all I'm going to say. But we move on to uh, round two of the drafts, and we had uh, Michael Hayes and RVD, Rob Van Dam, of course, being here. Um, it was nice that we were getting, like, a little iteration of different uh, Hall of Famers or different people who know about the draft, been a part of the draft, um, be a part. And so uh, first draft pick for SmackDown is the Street Profits. So Love shout it. out to the Street Profits coming to SmackDown. Of course, if Bianca Belair is going to get drafted, the Street Profits is going to be drafted. And I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this. I know there was a conversation in regards to, well, everybody's eligible. We don't know if the tag team is going to be split, blah, blah, blah. Here's your goddamn answers. The Street Profits are not going anywhere as of right now, but hell, who knows what happens towards the end, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Imperium being drafted to Raw was not what I was expecting. By no means, sir, I was not thinking that Imperium was going to be drafted to Raw at all. Edge being drafted to SmackDown is crazy because I didn't even know Edge was even eligible for the draft. Like I had absolutely no idea. Now I know they had a full list of those who were eligible for the draft. I'm not that type of person to like the read shit. I like to be. I like to be shocked still. Even though I work in the wrestling media shit, I like to still be shocked as a fan. I'm not going to go read up on nothing that's going to make me mad. I don't want to know nothing. I don't want to know anything. Um, and then Matt Riddle is going to, or I guess sort of staying on Monday Night Raw. You can say that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so all these draft picks uh, that we had here, Street Profits, Imperium, Edge, and Matt Riddle. Uh, Steph, how do we feel about round two picks? Round two picks were still relatively strong. Um, now round one was was super strong, but round yeah. two was still relatively strong too. Um, the street profits, I wasn't too well. That's a lie. I thought maybe they was gonna shake something up and maybe break them up mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. But once they drafted them together, I wasn't too mad about it either because, of course, it's safe to assume that you know anywhere Montez goes, anywhere Bianca goes, Montez is gonna follow. You know. Mm-hmm. That's that's his everything, so that's gonna happen. Of course. Um, so that's okay. And then of course, when you have um Imperium, that one really shocked me because they kind of made their home a little bit cozy on SmackDown. So the idea mm-hmm. of them on Raw is gonna be real interesting. Like, mm-hmm. I, but I am excited to see what type of matches Gunta is gonna get into. Um sure on there like that's gonna be fire and then the fact mm-hmm. that he's on the same brand as the new title oh that's gonna be mm-hmm. nice. hey, i love that that's gonna be young. yeah that's anything gonna be young. <laughs> yes and then if you think about the old school history of the ic title mm-hmm. and what that means for the world t- <laughs> okay i love it i'm a nerd um Edge really did surprise me, but I wasn't too, you know, angry about it. You know, it's mm-hmm. Edge. I mean, you can never have yeah. enough Edge. Oh, period. Sure. Now, Matt, that didn't surprise me either. So, you know, he's cool. He can stay on round. <laughs> All right. And that was our round two picks for uh for the draft, guys. It was, it was heating up tonight, I would have to say. Um, But Street Profits did come out and they, you know, made their grand entries and welcome to <laughs> Me. Oh, girl. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> oh, I was not expecting Edge to be drafted anyway. Like, by no means, oh. I was not expecting that. But I mean, it oh. is what it is, you know. That just um, hurt my feelings. Ciao. <laughs> 
right, oh, so we had this triple threat match, triple threat tag team matches, Street Profits, Braun Strowman, and Ricochet, and LWO. And y'all lied to me. Somebody y'all told me that Braun Strowman had a had a concussion, but he here. Do y'all not know how happy I was to know Ricochet came out there by himself? <laughs> After I said I wanted them to break up. And then I see him come out and y'all didn't <laughs> ruin everything. I swear. All right, but we did get the triple threat match. Street Pop versus Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus LWO. And honestly, this was a really, really good match. I mean, cool it down, Nikki. It was cool. I'm telling Nikki to cool it down. Oh, I'm like, water. Girl. <laughs> cool it down. Cool Jesus. it down. I don't know. Cool like, it. let me tell you something. This is what happened when you read things on social media. You can't believe everything. Somebody told me that Braun Strowman had a concussion. And I thought, and they didn't say how long he was going to be out. But I got real happy because last week I had just said I was tired of Braun Strowman and Ricochet and that I wanted them to break up. And then, boom, news come out and say Braun Strowman got a concussion. And then, boom, he here. Somebody lied to me. I got happy for no reason. Not because of concussion, but because I don't. I thought I wasn't going to be able to see I didn't want to see Ricochet and Braun no more. I meant that. <laughs> be blessed. Um, but yeah, so... This is the um, water I use for my hair. <laughs> Holy water. <laughs> Lordy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so this is a, this is a very high-flying match. I mean, the sequence between you know, of course, Braun Strowman is in that damn train to Dawkins, you know, jumping, you know, flying out the ring to Ricochet flying right out. I mean, it was it was it was really, 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 really good, honestly. And this is a great way to welcome the Street Profits to Friday Night Smackdown um, by winning the match. And honestly, I'm hoping that this meeting that this is a new reset for the Street Profits. They're able to come to Smackdown and start over and really, really do their damn thing. I would say, but with this triple threat tag match, uh, Steph, how did you feel about it? Um, you have like street pop is over here. Does it feel like this is, you know, something that we could really, really dive and get used to seeing them on SmackDown versus on Monday Night Raw? Yes, I agree. Cause of course they've been on SmackDown before. Um, mm -hmm. it's really great to see them, you know, sort of lock in and, and get in their bag and show that they can, you know, evolve with the times and then not mm -hmm. only just evolve mm -hmm. with the times, evolve to whoever they're facing. Because, of course, you have um, LWO who lost again. Right. I'm upset about that. You have LWO who was in the ring. You know, you had their tag team tandem with Cruz and Joaquin. And then, of course, you got Ricochet with all of his mm -hmm. high-flying antics. And then you got Braun Strowman with all of his tackling. When you have the Street Profits, you have all of that. All of those um, entities in in that one tag team in Montez and Angelo. Because Angelo is a big man. And he will tackle you the same way he tackled Braun at WrestleMania. And that was really mm -hmm. cool. That was a moment, okay? But then he and Montez both will give you high-flying at the same time. Do not think that just because Angelo is a big man that he can't fly in the air. He showed you that tonight when he flew over that top rope. It was killer. And then you have Montez who will just do the highest frog splash in the world and yet and still be afraid of heights. I don't know how he does that, but, you know, he does it, okay? And he does it for us. So I'm really happy to see them lock in and sort of refresh themselves as um, the, this iteration of the Street Profits, I guess you could say 3.0. Before, of course, one day something may happen. 
mm-hmm. where they might separate or maybe not or just allow each other to do their own thing the same way the new day does it's like they don't break up but they just let one of them stand out and have that moment um just to give that level of brotherhood but you never know but either way this was a really good win um for the street profits as they were announced as new members of smackdown even though i'm sad lwo lost because i'm sick of them losing yo yeah you know i think i've gotten to the point where you know what i'm just happy to hear the damn theme song and just to see them me too. So at this point, um, it you know what? Stop, stop making me mad. But stop, stop making me mad. All right, they gotta get they one somehow, some way. Eventually, I was say. Um, but we get into our uh third round. This one was, um, I believe this was Teddy Long and uh, JBL that did yeah. the drafts here. So, uh, shout out to shout Teddy out. Long. Holla, holla, holla. Interesting seeing JBL out there in Corpus Christi after that video of the whole Mexican thing keep popping up and all that good chance there, you know. So and shout out to Teddy Long, Big Bama. Shout out to Teddy Long. You know it's the Mac Militant. All right. Uh so first draft pick goes to SmackDown and we get Bobby Lashley. Like, I don't know what it is, but SmackDown is taking it, honey. SmackDown is taking it. Honestly, um, with a lot of these drafts, and but we're gonna set it for night one wise because we don't necessarily know where everybody else is going either. Uh, but as of right now, like SmackDown is, is really doing the damn thing, and, and Bobby is goes to SmackDown. Drew McIntyre comes to Monday Night Raw, and I know Nikki is going to be highly upset because she can give a flying fuck about Drew McIntyre. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that. Is gonna be like hilarious in so many different ways. Like no lie, like you have no idea. To be honest, I promise you that. Um, the OC comes to SmackDown, guys. We got we got AJ, the return of AJ Styles, Mia Yim, because I'm not calling her their Michian chip. Uh, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, they are coming to SmackDown. And definitely, 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 definitely needed this. Uh, very much of a reset for AJ Styles. Is the let me tell you something. SmackDown is AJ Styles' house that he built. Okay, Honestly, oh yes, it is. So happy to see him. You know, back here on the brand and bring me a yen with her blue hair. It, it just goes so well together. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely in, enjoying that so so much. And then last but not least, the Miz wasn't too much shocked about this because the Miz is perfect for Monday Night Raw. Again, that's at least I can't imagine Miz being on SmackDown. I can only see him on Monday Night Raw, and it just works perfect for him. But Stephanie, I mean Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, the OC, the Miz. What we what we thinking? Yeah. Bobby Lashley was a really good choice, and I think he's also gonna shake things up in terms mm. of the um undisputed title picture. That is yeah. if he does decide to go in that direction, we still have to see how the rest of the draft is gonna go. But I am um, really shocked that he is going to SmackDown, but I feel like that will be really good for him. I'm not mad yeah. about that. Um, the next one, Drew Drew. I feel like Drew needs a fresh coat of paint because I feel like he's sort of, you know, I don't want to say worn out, worn out his welcome on SmackDown, but I feel mm-hmm. like him being on SmackDown has done everything that it's supposed to do for him at this point. And I feel like him being on Raw would give him a fresh coat of paint. Sorry, mm-hmm. Nikki. Um, 
But yeah, it'll give him a fresh coat of paint and then yeah. he might try and qualify, you know, for that big new title that they got. So hey, there's that. Now the OC, I was not expecting this at all, but that'll give them a fresh coat of paint too on a more concise show. And, you know, if they have a whole battle of the factions thing, they can get in on that action as well. And I love me some Mia Yim. So I'm I'm always happy to see her. Um, and this could be really fresh for her seeing, you know, we'll have more eyes on her on a more concise show as opposed to being on a, you know, a big raw where you see everybody and their mama and, you, and it's hard to pay attention. So I'm really happy that she does get to have that moment. And I was really happy to see AJ Styles here tonight. I was just like, okay, you bet. Okay. You don't want none. Yes. Ain't nobody breaking this redneck. Love it. Okay. <laughs> and then you have the Miz who's going to stay on USA because, you know, he's the USA Miz guy. He's a star. So, you know, that makes sense. He He's that dude. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You know, they got Miz and Mrs. So, he got to keep it on that brand. Come on now. Yeah. And, yeah, me on a blue brand, it does make sense. Her hair is blue. Come on now. This works perfect. All right. So, of course, because this is women's wrestling talk, we have to get into a women's match for tonight. Uh, Zelina Vega versus Sonya Deville. Of course, we know in regards to what happened last, well, basically digital exclusive, where Sonya, of course, is very upset about the fact that, you know, they lost. You know, they didn't get a chance to get their title, well, win those titles off of Liv and Raquel. And so she decided she wanted to stop and talk trash to Zelina Vega. And Zelina's like, well, you know what? We're going to hold off on Rhea Ripley for a second. And why don't you step into the ring me next week? You know what I'm saying? And, like, I know, right, her, her render looks so good um, and everything. But <sighs> thank you, Jesus. I just want <sighs> I just want Zelina to know how much I truly appreciate her. And when it comes to her gears wise. Like, I'm a huge fanatic of, like, anime and everything like that. And Zelina is, too. And I just love how she, like, even though she's worn, you know, worn this gear before. But it's just the fact of, like, she she is coming for that spot when it comes to the gear. I'm dead ass. Like, I know when we go to Puerto Rico for her match with Rhea Ripley, it is like her gear. I know it has to be what it was inspired. Like it has to be some mud. Like I'm, I'm eager to see what she's gonna wear uh, when she's in her home country. I mean, she looks, she looks absolutely amazing. Like she looks so good. And you can, if you've seen Zelina's gears over the years, like they have elevated in so many different ways. And it's nice that she's able to mix that, you know, wrestling with anime and bring those inspired gears together. This is from Demon Slayer. If you don't know, it's one of her favorite characters. Starts with an R, but I can't, I can never pronounce it. But um, he's one of the the one of the Demon Slayers uh, on the show, Demon Slayer, and stuff like that. So. Her hair, everything, the gear is sick. So like I'm I'm very, I'm very, very interested in seeing uh what she wears when she goes to Puerto Rico. Well bizarre. I know I'm not, you know, a bit like a big anime fan, but when I saw this crown, I was just mm -hmm. flabbergasted. She looks so stunning. Like she's absolutely beautiful. She's naturally beautiful anyway, but anytime she adds the makeup and the hair and her gear and everything else is just like she's dressing like the star that mm -hmm. she is of and course. i love seeing her come 
I love seeing her come into this version of herself that's just that's just more that's allowed to be more confident mm -hmm. in her abilities and confident in who she is as a person and being able to showcase that. She she looked absolutely stunning. Like I audibly gasped when I mm -hmm. saw her outfit. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, oh my God, look at you. She She's does. Like star. I love her so much. She looks really good. Um, yeah, like win or lose, her stock is gonna rise. Like we need let me we need some Zelina um like you know some gear like not gear but like shirts for Zelina. I know that I know that you know LWO like people are already buying their LWO uh shirts and stuff like that um too which I still need to get mine. Um I know a lot of people wish they could do like different country coordinating and stuff like that too. Um you know I know they only have one for like uh Mexico and uh, Puerto Rico but you get some from like you know Dominicans you know what I'm saying you know some other Latin countries and stuff like that Chile Argentina you know, Spain, everything like that, you know, just saying, you know, just throwing it out there, suggestion box, you know, saying definitely for the Dominicans like myself. So like, I'm look, I'm going to be looking for, even though Puerto Rico and Dominica is like the same color, but the flag is very different. Um, So very excited to see what we get here. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, but Zelina did win her match with um Sonya Deville. It was really good. Zelina really showed out. And to the people who are saying like Zelina can't wrestle, Shut the hell up. Uh, cause the girl, she I she, hate it when people say that. Come on now. She really, she's really, really, you know, she tweeted a video I did for her in the slow mode now. Yeah, because like she did that her corona last week on uh Rear Ripley Nobody. And Zelina, um, she's growing a lot in this, in this, you know, business to say. It's like when we when we look at her being an LWO we can still see Zelina Vega, you know what I'm saying? With her gear, the, you know, and things like that. And her in-ring ability as I see her wrestle, you know, more often a little bit now. And when I see her wrestle a little bit more too, though, you know what I'm saying? But this is a big opportunity leading up for her to um, be able to win the title, her first world title to be exact in her home country, you know, um, it would be really nice. It'd be really cool. Uh, will that happen to be the case? I don't know if they want to pull the trigger off Rhea Ripley too quickly, but I mean, Rhea Ripley doesn't have that much of a longevity when it comes to holding a world title in WWE as far as like the main roster wise, aside from like NXT, like NXT, she had a pretty, pretty lengthy reign, but on the main roster, her reigns haven't really been that long, especially when it comes to like just her holding the title in that case or like that so they wanted to really if they if they wanted to to do this for Zelina they could will it happen I have absolutely no idea but nonetheless even after the mechanism of the fact of the match I mean Rhea Ripley comes out and she attacks Zelina she scares off Chelsea Green and Sonya rolls her ass up that damn ring but when Rhea Ripley try to go for that riptide and Zelina countering with a DDT and the way that Rhea sells those DDTs I'm thinking she's about to break her goddamn neck she it's like she does a handstand in the air when she takes those DDTs, like, and and she made it look so good, and and, and I'm I'm we've seen the Zelina and and uh, Rhea have their matches before on multiple occasions um, that we have, and so like I mean, um, Zelina got one up on Rhea Ripley this week. Will that happen next week on the you know the go home show before Puerto Rico? You know, well, we'll be in Puerto Rico. We'll for backlash, um, but. 
this match with Sonya and uh, Zelina and was heating up between her and Rhea Ripley. How are we feeling about this feud? Because I know a lot of people have been very indifferent about it. I feel like when it comes to this feud today, tonight was a really good, you know, kickoff mm -hmm. point to yeah. it because you have Zelina, you know, and Rhea who have been fighting and going back and forth with the Judgment Day and LWO for the past couple of weeks leading up into WrestleMania. Now you have, you were in the after um, form of that. And the way that Rhea attacked Zelina after that, hitting her with a dropkick and then headbutting mm -hmm. Sonya out of the way was just like, my God. Um, right? Like, it was just really rough. And it felt like Rhea was reminding us that she's like the sick, sadistic woman who mm -hmm. destroyed Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's title. And I appreciated seeing that from her. But then you also have Zelina who was able to show like, look, ma'am, just because you're big, doesn't just because you're big and you're a monster doesn't mean I'm gonna let you eat me, okay? Right. And Zelina was being real smart about her moves hitting that DDT on her, and it shook Rhea up. So even if Zelina might not win, she'll still be smart enough to mm -hmm. try and like outdo Rhea in multiple little ways that will mm -hmm. still make people, you know, understand that I am that girl that you should be keeping your eye on, even though Rhea might, you know, might retain. But then you also have to understand that anytime Rhea did lose a singles title, it was always up against either an Asuka or a Charlotte. And this yeah. is a different situation. Not comparing either of them to Zelina, but I'm just saying it's just, a, it, it's a different situation. But either way, I'm still proud of both of these women for having this opportunity at a pay-per-view like this, um, in a in a in a US territory. So it's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, definitely. So I don't know. Welcome in tomorrow, girl. I don't know how you didn't get the notification, but we would welcome you here um in various different ways. Um, but yeah, so guess we'll find out next week when we go to Puerto Rico. Hey, All right. <laughs> so of course, like I said, uh the oil the um uh, the OC did come out, uh, of course, because you know AJ Styles is 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 back. Maybe he's back. He's he's ready to go and everything like that. This man has a full beard with a lineup. He is not playing around by no means necessary. And neither were the Viking Raiders either, because they came out there and interrupted them, and it turned into a very very big brawl um, amongst uh, these these this faction here so it seems like to me like we're just now starting to cook up a lot of things uh moving forward into uh smackdown lots um but of course we move forward back over into uh the draft to say um and i think this was when we had uh basically hbk and roll dog come out here to give us the final uh round of the draft okay so, of course, SmackDown is getting damage control. Now, I know I was questioning a little bit about, okay, well, what's going to happen in regards to Bianca because we know that her and EO are having their match at Backlash. What is going to happen? Is Bianca going to be retaining or what? Because Bianca is nine days away from becoming the longest reigning Royal Women's Champion. Mm. So, I mean, like, you know, it, it, hey, it is what it is. But um, damage control is coming to SmackDown. And we know... Once again, we're going to have Bailey and Michael Cole, and maybe we'll finally get that match between <laughs> us. So, just saying. But yeah, so damage control comes to SmackDown. 
while Shinsuke Nakamura, who recently just made his return, is coming to Monday Night Raw. And it's going to be quite interesting to see the artist come over to Monday Night Raw. And I'm excited. But what's a shocker is that we got some NXT call-ups. Alba Fire and Isla Dunn, who are currently your NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, and they both hail from Scotland, they are drafted to Friday Night SmackDown. And, of course, in the midst of them, you know, being drafted, Kaden Carter and uh, Katana Chan said, baby girl, we want them titles come Tuesday. Come Tuesday, we want those titles. Shout out to Von Wagner. Um, we want those titles. And, yeah, it's about time you give them up today. You know, it's kind of interesting that, that Kaden and, and Katana didn't get called up. But then again, we're only in night one. Who honestly knows what could happen? I tell you that much. Um, and then a huge shocker. Indy Hartwell is going to Monday Night Raw. She is your current NXT Women's Champion. And I wasn't really expecting Indy to be called up. I know that there has been a lot of conversation, a lot of talk about when is Indy going to get called up. I even asked this question multiple times. Like, when is when is Indy going to get called up? When is her time? Was her time? And, you know, it's her time. It's her time to join the way. It's her time to be with be with Candice LeRae. It's her time to be with Jenny Gargano. And it's her time to be back with Dexter Loomis. Despite Austin Theory and his, you know, bad boy behaviors that he got on, he kind of, you know, exiled himself from the family. But he's still a part of the family. He's just, you know, going off to college and just want to be, you know, do his own thing. But Indy being drafted to Monday Night Raw, I think it's absolutely amazing. She truly, 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 truly deserved deserve this um, in so many different ways. But those were our finals uh, for the, the final four for tonight. Uh, draft we're getting to our main event. But Stephanie, how, how are you feeling? Damage control. Starting with damage control. How you feel um, about the last uh, four round of call ups? I was surprised that damage control was moving to SmackDown, but then I started laughing because Michael Cole was irritated. <laughs> I was like, "Oh snap, Michael finna finna die." Um. <laughs> But I was kind of surprised at this because I'm wondering, because like everybody else, I was wondering what's going to happen with EO and Bianca, you know, come backlash and then they're both going to be on SmackDown. And then I'm also still wondering about the even the state of damage control because it looked like they were low key giving Bailey stank faces for speaking for them, which is something they have been doing the past two weeks. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I was pretty shocked about this happening. But hey, um, they can wreak havoc, whatever. But I feel like they won't be wreaking havoc for long. I just feel like eventually they're going to break up. And yeah, that's going to happen. And the next one, who was it? I'm blanking. Shinsuke. I was disappointed in this. If I'm being honest, I love Shinsuke and I wanted him low-key to stay on SmackDown because I know he's been on SmackDown for a long time, like Kayla Braxton did say later on. But it's just like I felt like Shins like SmackDown was a better show for him for him to actually get the focus because 
like I said earlier, Raw is like a three hour to four hour show. And I feel like when it when it's over bloated in that way, you can tend to lose focus on certain people who don't like immediately like stand out, pop out. And not to say that Shinsuke doesn't like he's in a good place where he could stand out and pop out because his character has undergone a little bit of a change. And then you also have another contender for that world heavyweight title. And he never has been a world champion in WWE. And that's something that does need to be fixed. Um, it's just I'm afraid I just don't want him to get lost in the shuffle on Raw. That's why I was disappointed because I just don't want him to get lost in the shuffle. That's all. It's not. It's not on account of him, but it's just on account of him getting lost in the shuffle. This surprised me, but I was happy because I love NXT. <laughs> I love NXT so much, and anytime any younger talent can get brought up and have a big moment for them, it just make it makes my heart swell. Which is a part of the reason why I enjoy the NFL draft so much because I love seeing seeing people's dreams come true and then watching them cry. Um, Because it's just inspirational. So to see these women who are the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions after winning them at Stand and Deliver, which I had the pleasure of going to, you know, I was so happy for them. I was like, look at them. I'm really pumped for them. It's going to be great. They're going to bring mystical energy. Um, And I really did think that Team Casey Squared was going to win or not win, but just get called up because they are such a good tag team. But seeing as they have been on NXT level up and they might want to go for those tag titles because they lost those tag titles by nefarious means, I can't wait to see if they do get them back. But I am so happy for Alba Fire and Isla Dawn because Michael Cole kept mispronouncing Isla Dawn's name. It's like, it's Isla, not Isla. Please stop it. Um, <laughs> Andy, though, this was really shocking, too, considering... I didn't even know if she was going to retain her women's championship this past Tuesday, considering she sustained that ankle injury. Cause even tonight she had on a brace. So I was just like, ma'am, like what's going on. But then she came back out and fought and retained the NXT women's title from Roxanne and um, Tiffany Stratton. That surprised me, but I'm really happy for her because she's been in NXT for a very long time. She has been working really hard. And when she won the title, you know, at Stand and Deliver, like the other two, I was really happy, especially the way she won with Dexter helping her out because that's her love, you know? But seeing her on Raw, I feel like will give new life to Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae, who've kind of been on Raw just hanging out um, a little bit, just to put it mildly. I feel like that will give more purpose to them if they do decide to put the way back together. Um, but either way, I'm really thrilled for them because they are new and they just... They deserve the world. I love it. I really, really love it for those NXT girls. I'm going to miss them on Tuesday nights, mm -hmm. but I love it for them. I'm so happy for them. Yeah. So why Indy, would Indy come down to defend still? I don't know. Like, I mean, I it doesn't, because here's the thing, though, it doesn't go into effect until May 8th. So, like, if next week comes around and they may want to have her defend that title or vacate it. So it's like two options. You know what I'm saying? Will Roxanne graduate? I have absolutely no idea, honestly, truly. Um, I hope so. You know, yeah, NXT does have better ground May 27. They do. Um, but to say that um, it would take place there, I have absolutely no idea. I have, I have absolutely no idea um, what's to take place. But those were our last round picks for 
um, tonight's uh, draft and everything. The draft will continue on throughout the week. Of course, tomorrow on the SmackDown Lowdown, there will be, you know, some people on the draft who will be uh, picked. I actually do have those who are still eligible for the draft here. So the draft is supposed to continue uh, Saturday morning with additional picks from those that were eligible tonight. So Candice LeRae, Chelsea Green, and Sonya Deville, Dexter Loomis, Dolph Ziggler, Hit Row, uh, Lacey Evans, Maximum Male Models with Monse, Mansoor, and Maxine, Mustafa Ali, Natalia, Omos, and MVP, and the Viker Rays and Valhalla. So those are the ones who were um, still eligible for tonight that were not picked. And so um, that's what they will find out tomorrow on the SmackDown Lowdown who will be drafted where. Um, and pretty much we'll, we'll pretty much go from there um, and everything like that. And then, of course, on Monday, it'll pick up, you know, with part two of the draft for Monday Night Raw. And, of course, Monday Night Raw is throughout the show. So there's a lot of things. So there's a lot of drafts they could pull into to that, especially and then some more that could uh, happen on uh, the Raw post show. Um, raw talk post show, and then more that can happen throughout the week, too. Like, you know, it, people can just get pulled up any given second, and people can also go down, too. So, who knows? But of course, we did see an interview happening with uh Shinsuke and Kayla Braxton before Canyon Cross, who obviously just you know tries to pick a fight wherever he can stay relevant at, and he attacks uh Shinsuke Nakamura. You know what I'm saying? And which leads to this match here taking place um, next Friday live from San Juan, Puerto Rico. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross is also a, a Puerto Rican um, adjacent. I don't want to say adjacent, but of descent uh, <laughs> and everything wow. like that. So, yeah. And, you know, he'll be in his home country too. So maybe he'll get a win. Who knows? Um, also, we do have the OC versus the Viking Raiders too, because we know what took place. They had their little brawl or whatever. So they're going to have that match next week. But what I am happy for is the fact that Bad Bunny comes to SmackDown. And I have, I have, bad, I've been having Bad Bunny on Monday Night Raw, you know what I'm saying? But him to come to SmackDown, like in Puerto Rico, like. I don't think I understand. Like, I love this man. All right. I, I went to Coachella two weeks in a row for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was up three o'clock in the morning singing songs. Oh, probably waking up my neighbors. Like, mm. I mind, I mind. All right. Um, but yeah, they also will have a, a press conference too. Um, that will be hosted by Back Bunny lunchtime for Friday, for Friday. So I'm spending my weekend again with Bad Bunny. I am gonna be very interesting i'm excited i'm excited in so many different ways i don't think you guys understand but we have to we have to get to our main event guys uh we have to get we got to get to this here um mm. <laughs> all right so main event <laughs> i don't even like <laughs> Y'all stop, please. <laughs> please stop. Okay. Let's get um, back to <laughs> I feel so red now. I really feel like my color has like really changed. It has. I feel so red. Stop, please. You okay. Look like a heart. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> 
right, all right, all right, all right. Cut it. Okay, so main event time. Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos for stop, please stop noticing <laughs> it. Stop. <laughs> Okay, so I'm about to put my hoodie on and turn my camera off. All right. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, so this is our main event for the Undisputed Tag Team Champions. And there was literally a to the point where I thought maybe there's a possibility that the Usos could get their titles back, honestly, truly. It was very much a possibility that they could, but <sighs> The part that gets me is here where Paul is on the phone with Roman and he basically tells Solo that tonight is the night. Whatever that means, Solo came out towards the end of this match. And as we thought that Solo was going to do something before he could even do absolutely anything, Riddle comes out of nowhere and knocks him out the way. Like, Solo didn't even have a fucking chance to even do anything, even if he wanted to, because Riddle's like, ah, no, 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 no. You're not finna, you're not finna stop this. You're not stopping this. By no means, I say, get your ass out of here. Go. Over there in the corner to the back. And so, I really, I thought Solo was gonna, was gonna mess up the Usos. Like, how you can do that to your brothers? Like, come on now. This is your brothers. Y'all share the same father. Y'all are the bloodline. Okay? The bloodline would be nothing if y'all were not here. Let's be let's be clear, cause who Roma, who else Roma gonna go get that'll join him and be a bloodline, a bunch of outsiders, you know. So the wolf like, pack, I guess. <laughs> Samoan pack, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah. So he did come out here. He thought he was gonna do something, but Riddle put that to a stop. And in the midst of it all. Sammy and Kevin retained those titles. And I thought I had a photo there, but Sammy and Kevin retained those titles. And the Usos look distraught. Solo comes back out after I guess he knocked the hell out of Riddle somewhere. And it's just like, oh, no. (laughs) You guys did all of this for Roman. And you did not win those titles. You did not win those damn titles, and you did. You came out here and y'all pulled this rhetoric about we're gonna do it for Roman, we're doing this for our tribal chief, we're getting our titles back, and y'all did not do it. Y'all have failed again, again, and y'all already been exiled because of the because y'all lost these titles in the first place. Y'all get exiled again. Because of the draft, you're about to get you're about to get executed from the bloodline. Like they finna throw you, they finna call Tony D'Angelo, and so they can throw y'all in the trunk and dump y'all in the river, and y'all don't pop up nowhere. Yeah, they they're gonna get got. They are. They're gonna get got. Roman is gonna be very upset, um, in various different ways, and it's just like mm, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say about, about you, Usos, but yeah, it's, it's about time y'all start, you know, doing something else. 
honestly i don't know what it is but yeah it's yeah it's Mm-mm. Roman go slap the penitentiary at them and make them go back to doing the hawker. They definitely gonna go back to putting the, the war paint on. Cause yeah. Mm-hmm. It's over with. Like it's really over with for the Usos. Like that I don't think they're they're gonna get another opportunity because this was their rematch from WrestleMania. Like Ooh. this was it. This was their only opportunity, and that's gonna be it. So they really gotta go to the back of the line. Like, and I've never imagined the Usos having to go to the back of the line in the past three years. So the idea that they have to basically start from scratch now and possibly literally from scratch since, you know, they've lost these matches. And I'm more than sure whenever Roman does decide to materialize, it's going to be over with. It is going to be over with. And you hate to see it. You hate to feel it. But that's just the truth of the matter. And Sammy tried to help them. He tried to tell him. He tried to tell them, but they didn't want to listen. So here we are in the today of things. And baby, the Usos got to start over. And then on top of that, there's a level of uncertainty because they don't even know where they're going. They don't even know if they're going to be drafted to SmackDown. They don't even know if they're going to be drafted to Raw. They don't know where they're going. So it's everything is in question. But the one thing that isn't in question is the fact that KO and Sammy are still the tag champions. So... We're going to have some fresh storylines with new tag team division and all of that. It's going to be fun and it's going to be fresh for the first time in a while. But the Usos, baby, y'all in danger, girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's foreshadowed. There was a, there is a t-shirt that has just with uh, Roman, Paul, and Solo on there. And there's also one that just has Roman and Paul on there. So, like, the foreshadowing. And I got the first- whole bloodline on there, but by that, okay. Yeah, definitely still get that. Um, you may never see that ever again, honestly, truly. Um, I might have to scrape it. I don't know. You might have to X, put X's on their face or something. Um, but cry. cry for what? Because I want people to buy my work. I'm pretty sure they'll buy it, but <laughs> there's going to be X's on the face somewhere. The drama. The drama continues. Um, but that does bring us more so to basically the end of Rampage, Post Show, and SmackDown as well, man. First night of the draft, of course, is going to continue on tomorrow uh, for the SmackDown lowdown. Of course, there'll be drafts of some people there. So I'm pretty sure y'all wake up, you'll figure out who got drafted where and whatnot. We may discuss blah, 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 you know, go from there. Um, and yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Sell it on eBay is crazy. Um, when you can go get it from for your wear. Exactly. <laughs> Don't be cheap. Oh my god. Okay, so Don't make me come out there. Jimmy better call Trinity. Hey, he might he might have to make that phone call. He might. I don't know, but um we do thank you guys uh so much for hanging out with us here tonight as I get my coloration back to normal. Uh Stephanie, let everyone know where they can keep up with you at. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. It's always been fun. It's always fun to talk wrestling with you on Friday night. So, you know, you can, you guys, thank you guys so much for watching and making the comments go crazy. A lot of you were watching tonight, and we really appreciate that. So please follow me, your girl Stephanie Hardy, on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy and listen to the Hardy Wrestling Podcast everywhere you get your podcast and subscribe to the YouTube channel where you can see all of my episodes and interviews from various 
places and other interviews that I have done, you know, throughout my wrestling career, as well as my more recent episode called Hold Our Nuggets featuring Chiseled Adonis, the YouTube sensation and comedian. Please check that out. And also continue to buy my merch on foryearwear.com slash Hardy Wrestling Podcast, where you can buy my merch that's for Alabama Wrestling, The Bold and the Bloodline, and um, Beyontez, celebrating the love of Bianca and Montez Ford. You can buy that as well. So, you know, just continue to get it cracking and just support your girl. And you can also catch me on the Wow Superheroes After Show on Mondays with Emily May Heller and Katrina from NCAT We Trust every Monday. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as for me, of course, you know where to find me, Drian Santana, D-R-U-N-E. That's where you're always going to find me. Um, you can find me also, um, not only just here on SmackDown and Rampage post show, but also Monday Night Raw post show and Impact, where I do my thing with my tag partner, Nikki, um, who is somewhere, child, I don't know, probably driving somewhere. Um, but (laughs) always doing it with her and everything like that. Um, this week we will have a Turnbuckle Glam on Sunday as well as a WR Access post show too. So definitely come in and hang out and chat with us to talk fashion and wrestling as well as reality TV and gossip because this week's episode of AEW All Access was pretty catty. I would have to say, as it always is. Um, and then the following week, of course, Monday Night Raw is our take-home show for Backlash. So, of course, we'll have our predictions in, too, um, for that, as well as continue on with the draft. And then, of course, um, on Saturday, Backlash uh, will be taking place, and there will be a post-show, and there was going to be somebody on there. Who will it be? You just have to pull up to the post-show and find out. You just never know. Um, and that is basically uh, about it. Um, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Definitely check out the website. Um, we have a new website that's very much in the work, so you should be seeing that real, 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 real soon. Um, definitely make sure you continue to follow our YouTube, follow our Instagram, our Twitter, our TikTok, our Twitch, everything where it is women's wrestling talk. Continue to follow that and support the page and things like that as well. Um, Other than that, we thank you guys so much once again for hanging out with us here on your Rampage and Friday Night Smackdown post show. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. This is the last week. Oh, wait, Friday is Cinco de Mayo. Bring out the (laughs) sombreros, okay? Everybody, we're going up. All drinks on me. Diet Coke, preferably, because I'm not not an alcoholic. But I get y'all some McDonald's Sprite if you want a little you know, strongness to your throat or whatever, you know, that, that also feels like alcohol too. Uh, just saying. So yeah, bring out your sombreros, bring out your ponchos, bring out the pinatas, bring out your enchiladas, whatever we we're going up. I'm telling you that much. All right. So enjoy you guys weekend um, before we, you know, get on out of here. Uh, make sure you guys continue to support women's wrestling talk as always. This is the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. (laughs) Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.